0: wearing flowers in your hair? Did you buy a VW van to travel overland on the hippie trail to Afghanistan or India? Did you stand shoulder to shoulder with your fellow protesters shouting make love, not war? Here on Boomer Bedtime Stories, we take a deep dive into the adventures of a generation that will make you laugh, make you cry or just shake your head. Wondering, how on earth did we ever get away with that? there, welcome to Boomer Bedtime Stories. I'm Michelle Hall, the creator, host, and senior producer of the show. You know, creating a podcast has been a huge learning curve. For me, for my partners, believe me, despite having a background in radio and TV production and being used to interviewing all kinds of people, nonetheless, I've been hitting some major, major speed bumps in putting this podcast together. <laughs> When I first started working on Boomer Bedtime Stories, I had this crazy notion that people automatically understood what makes a great story, and, more importantly, they knew how to tell it. All I would have to do is prompt them, and they would relate some amazing stories from their long and adventurous life. After all, that's what was happening casually at parties and get-togethers. People would spontaneously relate hilarious and fascinating stories, so it shouldn't be that hard to put a microphone in front of them and turn that into a podcast, right? (laughs) Oops, I was wrong, very wrong. I soon discovered that you don't just ask someone in their 60s or 70s to tell you about their life because you end up with a long and rambly recording of everything that has ever, ever happened to them in their entire life. Blah,
1: blah, 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 blah.
0: But a ramble through a lifetime is not a story and it's definitely not a podcast I, or anyone else, I think, wants to listen to. I decided to get an expert, an expert in storytelling. And who better than the amazing Susan Cormier, who has been running Canada's longest storytelling competition, the Vancouver Story Slam. Welcome to the show, Susan. So nice to have you here. Hello, Michelle. Thanks for having me. I'd really like to ask you a little bit about how you got involved or did you create the Vancouver Story Slam and how long it's been going? And give us a little history about that. Uh, Vancouver Story Slam was actually founded
1: in 2004 by my friends Johnny Frem and Sean McGarrigal. So, over a pitcher of beer, the two of them decided to combine the format of Poetry Slam with the genre of storytelling. And they came up with this brilliant idea, having Story Slam. Now, unbeknownst to them, because this was prior to Facebook and a lot of internet stuff, down in the States, a similar group of writers and performance artists came up with the exact same idea and founded a Story Slam down in the States, which years later turned into The Moth. So between Vancouver Story Slam and The Moth, Uh, This new genre was created and now we have Story Slams all over the world from Calgary Story Slam to Singapore Story Slam. It's all over the world. It's a whole new genre.
0: Fabulous. And do they follow more or less the same format?
1: Pretty much. It's usually about 10 storytellers selected at random from a draw, either right before the show or it could be several weeks ahead like we do. You don't need any qualifications. You're not pre-screened in any way. You just sign up with your name and say, I got a story to tell. Uh, The storytellers get on stage. They each share one story. The audience judges. The format of the judging can be different. Sometimes it's randomly selected individual judges from the audience. The way we do it, it's by audience ballot. Everybody judges. And the winners of the night, the most favorite stories of the night win prizes. And and, and the winner is... It's pretty much the exact same thing as Poetry Slam, except it's stories, of course.
0: Amazingly, you kept it running all during COVID. Uh, Yes. (laughs)
1: Uh, As soon as the lockdown was announced, which was uh, literally days after our March 2020 Story Slam, we shifted onto an online format to stay accessible to people. Because number one, to keep the show going, of course. Number two, I needed something to do in this very anxious time. And most importantly, I wanted to ensure that people stayed connected. The Story Slam community is a very wide and eclectic group of misfits and brilliant people that seem to get a lot of personal validation and uh, beneficial social connection and creative inspiration from being involved in the show. And I wanted to make sure that continued through lockdown. Because, of course, back in March 2020, we had no idea how long this would last.
0: Forever. It seemed to be going to go on forever. Thank goodness it's mostly over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, two two years. My gosh. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I wanted I wanted to give people something to listen to and something to do and something to keep them connected to the community throughout lockdown, regardless of how long that lasted. So for better or worse, it kept going.
0: (laughs) It's been wonderful. I mean, I only went to your live event when it opened again last week. And prior to that, I got involved on the online program. Well, I'm glad you did. You're a fabulous storyteller. I love your writing. Thank you. Um, And so that's one of the things I wanted to have our listeners really get, that there's so much juice to be had in telling a story. So I want to get from you, what does it take to make a good story? I'll
1: break it down into four basic elements. There's a difference between a story as opposed to any other form of writing, a good story and a great story. Someone once told me that a good story is one that you can hear once. And then the next day you can retell it from memory. I think that's a load of baloney. (laughs) That's incorrect. That's not a good story. That's a clear and simple plot line, which is the very, very most basic element of a good story. A great story is one that you can hear once and the next day you're still thinking about it and talking about it still affects you. Let me explain four elements. The four elements of a great story are action, description, emotion, and something I call religion. Action is the plot, the very basic facts of the story. It's what actually happens, such as, I went to the store to buy milk. The store was closed. Very basic, simple story. Description, the second factor, is colorful language, adjectives, adverbs. It adds depth and texture to these simple facts that you're sharing, such as, I walk slowly to the store to buy a large jug of milk. A large sign was nailed across the store's cracked front window, closed for renovations. So action plus description equals your most basic story. A good story adds a third element, which is emotion. Emotion, of course, is the humanity, the heart. and It's what makes the audience empathize with your characters and relate to the things that happen. Such as, I walked slowly to the store. My legs were trembling with exhaustion, wanting only a jug of refreshing milk. The store was closed. I sank to my knees. I was so, so thirsty. (laughs) So that's a good story. Well, not that particular, but it's action, description, and emotion. A great story has a fourth element, that's more difficult to demonstrate. It's something I call religion. Religion is something that's bigger than the story itself, something that you remember and think about the next day beyond just the simple plot of the story. It could be something like a profound revelation that you are still thinking about a day or two later. Uh, A moral lesson or a philosophical conundrum that makes you question your own morals and belief system, or an unresolved mystery that keeps you wondering what the heck it actually turned out to be, even just an intriguing extended metaphor. It's something that sticks in your head and actually affects you intellectually or psychologically beyond just this moment of entertainment and intrigue. So again, a story is action plus description. A good story is those two plus emotion. But a great story is those three those three plus religion, something that sticks with you and affects you as an individual.
0: Fabulous. Oh, that's very, very well put. I mean, never thought of that fourth element that aspect that you call religion which of course has nothing to do with whether we genuflect in a in a church or something it has it has to do with what the larger feeling the larger impact
1: exactly it's the impact of the story on you
0: excellent that i really love that that's really great but have you ever written that down as a text to to share or put it in thinking of doing a a book on how to tell a good story.
1: I've made many notes. Um, I've got post-it notes stuck all over my computer because I have aphasia. So sometimes if I'm caught out for words, I need a post-it note to remind me, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) But I haven't gotten around to actually putting them together in a cohesive how-to story. I would love to. One day I probably will. I've just got to stay organized and keep my notes from interviews such as this one and various emails that I've sent out to storytellers and put them together in a book. I just have
0: to freaking do it. And I certainly would um, invite anybody who is in the Vancouver area to go to the Vancouver Story Slam or find a Story Slam in your neighborhood or start your own Story Slam. Yes. Yes. It's a really awesome way. There's such a difference in that getting up on the stage and performing in front of live people. One of my favorite storytellers is a fellow, wonderful writer named David Sidaris. He completes his stories, he finalizes them for the printed page by performing them live in front of audiences and when the audience laughs he knows that line's going to stay and if he thought it was going to be funny and they don't that line goes and he said I did a wonderful online course with David Starrs and he said you know he every story goes through at least 13 drafts so don't give up just keep polishing that story and if you can in front of a live audience even better.
1: Exactly. David is absolutely fabulous in his writing and speaking. I believe he was the last uh, speaker that I heard or saw in person before lockdown. I distinctly remember sitting way up on the nosebleed seats of the Vogue Theatre in Vancouver and just being absolutely entranced by this man that I've heard online so many times. He's wonderful.
0: How do you work with the telling the story and tr- as it were, translating it from the spoken word to the written page. That's
1: a really good question. I actually don't have much of a background in like theater, like Shakespeare and plays and whatnot. I'm just a dramatic person who doesn't really acknowledge much difference between various genres. Like if you can write something visually, it can be text or it can be a piece of art. If you can stand up and speak it, you can turn it into a play or it's a poem.
0: For those people in the Vancouver area, tell us how they can get to the Vancouver Story Slam.
1: Vancouver Story Slam is the second Thursday every month at Heroes Welcome Pub, 3917 Main Street in Vancouver. You can look us up on Facebook, uh, email VancouverStorySlam at Yahoo.com to get a hold of me, and I can send you information. The show is $6 to get in the door. Show starts at eight o'clock, lasts for about two hours. It's 10 storytellers plus one po- bonus warm-up storyteller. And anyone who wants to sign up to participate is welcome. We give away a couple thousand dollars in cash prizes every year.
0: And I want to thank you so much, Susan, for being on the show today. And uh, I look forward to the next Vancouver Story Slam. I'll be there. Free is a bird in the sky. That is what you want. what Susan has to say about storytelling. Quite amazing. In fact, we at Boomer Bedtime Stories got together and we felt that her input was so inspiring and so important for anyone who's wanting to tell a story that to do the subject justice, we decide to create two podcasts. The episode you just heard is called The Beating Heart of a Story. In part two, called Be big, be bold, be weird. Susan explores the fun art of being fearless while taking your story from page to stage. So if you're chomping on the bit to share your tale on this podcast, or if you just want to fine-tune that hilarious yarn you tell your grandkids or to friends at a party, make sure you listen to both parts because Susan knows a lot about how to tell great stories. I'm your host, Michelle Hall, the creator and senior producer of the show. Thanks to my production team, my co-host, Karen Heaps, BCIT intern and sound editor, Bailey Bates, interview, editing, and sound production on this episode by yours truly with sound effects from freesound.org and music from premiumbeat.com. See you next time on Boomer Bedtime Stories. Stay safe and don't forget to share your stories.